This is Screen Time Sports. Uh, I'm Michael. And I'm Trev. This is the place to catch up on all of your NFL and NBA news. On today's episode, we will be talking about the injuries in the NBA, the East and West Conference standings, and who we think is on the trade block and where they will be going. Now let's walk through some of the more notable injuries in the NBA um, this week and uh, people hopefully returning in the next week or two. Um, we got Anthony Davis out back. Um, he fell. He's <laughs> yeah. not, not supposed to be out much longer, but it looks scary at first. And he's pretty injury prone, and he always gets beat up. When I saw him fall, I was like, he might be out for a long time. But they dodged a bullet there. Right. Chris Stapps for Zingas. Who knows KP. when he's coming back. He keeps taking shots in his knees. And it started out his knee was just sore, and then, He's been out three weeks now. I wouldn't be surprised if the Mavs held him out another month, to be honest, if he still feels so yeah. at all, because they're going to be as cautious as possible. And we got Joel Embiid just had surgery on that finger. He had ligament da- he ended up having ligament damage. That was nasty. It was nasty looking. Um, if you haven't seen that, go look um, up images or the video. It's uh, something you got to see. It's uh, one of the nasty Pretty nasty. Um, and then we have uh, – Paul George, he uh, just strained his hamstring, it says. Um, he missed a game, and he's not traveling with the team this uh, next road trip coming up. Uh, That'll be okay. I don't know if that – I mean, they, they, uh, it sounds like they're not, not worried about it. But, I mean, with a hamstring, you never know. You could miss up to three weeks with a sore hamstring because sometimes your hamstring doesn't heal back. And you got uh, Kyrie Irving. He uh, He's only played 11 games this year. Um he uh, says he wants to come back in exactly a week. He says he's giving himself a week and he'll be back. But the Nets medical staff hasn't said anything. Hadn't said anything about it. Um, so who knows about any of that? I bet he comes back in a week because he kind of can do what he wants here in Brooklyn. But uh, Oladipo finally set his uh, return date, January he 29th. He did. Um, now, a lot of people might wonder why you – how – how are you going to set a return date? You don't never know. It's just his target and when he wants to come back. He, he, there could be setbacks when he not I, show up for I another think, month. But. I think he can do it. I mean, he's been playing. He got assigned to. He'd been playing with the G League. He didn't play any games with the with their G League team, but he had been practicing with them and scrimmaging with their G League teams. And I've seen videos. He looks fine. Um, he just needs to play himself back into shape. Mm-hmm. And then uh, big news for the Pistons. A uh, big man. Uh, um. Blake Griffin, out most likely for the year, out indefinitely. He just had knee surgery. He's, yeah, that sucks. Man. He came in with a sore knee at the beginning of the year and just never really never really healed. And uh, he went to a specialist in Los Angeles, and they, him and the specialist decided he needed to get surgery, and they went ahead and got the surgery, and he'll probably miss the rest of the year. And without that, I don't think they make the playoffs without Blake Griffin. So For sure. I, I think they go full rebuild now. Yeah, well – I could see him holding on to Blake Griffin and rebuilding around Blake Griffin for one more year next year, but I don't because I, I can't trade Blake right. right now, obviously. And I don't, right, we have to remember that dude's getting old. But I don't see anybody who would want his contract right now with his injury history and how big his contract is. So I bet they try to make one more run with him just because they have to pay him. For sure, for sure. All right, let's go ahead and get into those conference standings. We're going to start with the Eastern Conference. So Milwaukee sitting there at number one, thirty-four and six, with Miami behind at twenty-seven and eleven. And I mentioned those two teams because those are my top two teams in the East. I don't, I don't think that's going to change. 
Um, I really like uh, what Miami's doing with these young guys. You know, Jimmy Butler's, you know, being a good leader. Yeah, and he hasn't any drama this year. He's been I know. He's a like, real leadership role. No, for sure. And, you know, Tyler Hero, dude's a man. Kendrick Nunn. Those young guys, I mean, they just had a really good good uh, batch of young guys come in and be ready to work. And I think that's going to be a big difference. I think they'll do really well in the regular season. They're going to they're gonna get, you know, 50 wins, you know. Now, do you look at them as an actual contender or like a last year's Nuggets? Just everybody looked at them as a, as a I don't, I don't see them season. as a contender this year. And, and I always say that because those guys are so young. Yeah, but they have Jimmy and Jimmy. Jimmy's clutch. He's one of them. Percentage wise, in the clutch, he's one of the highest percentage players in the league. I I like the team, and I think that I don't, I don't think they make a championship run. Um, I do think that you know they'll get their playoff experience, and next year they'll return. and And I think the next year is their year for that NBA title. Now, do you think they could beat a, a Boston or a Philly in a seven game series this year? Or do you think they? Need I a think little more playoff I could. Experience? I think they could beat Boston. Yeah, Boston. Um, Philly just all depends on what Ben Simmons is doing. If he if he steps up, he needs to score, you know, 20, 22, 23 points a game. Yeah. He can't be doing under this 10, 10, and 5 thing. Yeah. But he's never going to be a 30-point-per-game average scorer. No. But, I mean, he, he's a max player, and he's a star player, and he's average. I think he can average 20. Yeah, a lot of the average. I mean, that's the biggest thing. And Embiid has to stay healthy. Yeah. Which is something that he's shown that he can't do. Yeah, and I, I don't know how many games you guys are watching the Sixers games, but they're one of the stalest offenses to watch because they don't have any shooting and it's so clustered. And yes. I think I think they're going to have to trade Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. I, know we're, I think it won't be Joel. I think it'll be Ben. Yeah, but one of them has to go. I don't, I, they don't fit each other because Joel Embiid needs to be in the paint more than he is. He can't, yeah, he can't be standing out in the three-point They're using him as a shooter. He's a decent three-point shooter. But he can't be out there all the time. But he needs to be. He needs to, be, he needs to post up, and he needs yeah. to body some dudes. Yeah. Also, with Milwaukee, I really like Milwaukee. I think they'll be the ones representing the East this year, in the NBA championship. Um, Giannis is just a straight man, one of the, the freakiest athlete I've ever seen in my life. You know, he can. I mean, once that dude gets a consistent three-point jump shot, it's game over for everybody. Um, also, you know, having Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe and those guys have around him, I think that really helps. Last year they had a, a disappointing run, but I think this year is this year is their year to get to the NBA championship. Now, I don't think they're beating any team in the West. Trevor, who do you who do you got in the West? Well, before that, I just wanted to walk through the East, um, the top eight right now. We have Milwaukee, Miami, Boston, Toronto, Philly, Indiana, Orlando, Brooklyn, and. Uh, you uh, you only think Milwaukee can? What you don't know think anybody's gonna upset Milwaukee? Um, I like <laughs> Eric Bledsoe doesn't play good in the playoffs, and that's okay because they have Giannis. And, yeah, but you know it's <laughs> they don't have a Kawhi now, but I mean Pascal can shut down Giannis. I mean if, if Giannis doesn't show up for a game, they're not gonna they're not gonna win. And no, I, I think when they play, I like Toronto. I think what Toronto's doing is really good defensively, and they have a good coach. But I think that if Pascal Siakam plays good on defense, and he's an elite post player like he is right now, that Giannis is going to have to score forty points a game because I don't trust Eric Bledsoe or any of them. Chris Middleton, he's just going to be—he's going to put up his twenty-five in a playoff series. But I mean, that's it. I mean, Giannis is going to have to score forty points a game to beat a Toronto. 
But I, I think, don't know if he can do that in seven, like throughout seven games. I think. I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. Milwaukee's wrong. still my team to go to the finals, but I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate and seeing like could anybody beat them? And I, I don't think it's a lock, but I, I think the East is going to be a lot more competitive than it has been in a long time this year. It'll be, it'll be more competitive, but you know those teams, they're not near as any as. Near as good as most of the teams in the West. That's oh yeah, problem. for sure. For the sure. West is just so stacked, especially this year. Oh yeah, I mean, we we seen you know Kawhi went over to the West. That's a huge deal because that's another star that the East loses. And you, you could argue, I mean, you could argue seven teams in the West are can, actual contenders. No, for sure. The way they're playing. I sit here and I look at the the Western Conference standings. And the Lakers are sitting here at number one, thirty-one and seven. Now. I like the Lakers. I think they're you know they're doing good, but eventually you got to think AD and LeBron are going to get burnt out. Yeah, I don't. I think they'll. I think they'll sit more at the, after the All Star break when it's coming to the playoffs. Like LeBron I think, always. Sit I more. think the Lakers are going to drop down to two, and the Clippers Clippers will win some games and get up to one eventually sometime this year. I think. I think the Lakers stay at one, just because. I mean, I could see Denver maybe passing them. But the Clippers are going to rest more than anybody after the All-Star break. Kawhi's going to play like 50% of the games in the last month of the year. And Paul George, with his being banged up, he still has sore shoulders. And he's coming off two surgeries on each one. And he has um, he just recently hurt his hamstring we just talked about. And I think they rest a lot. And, I mean, you're relying on just Lou Williams to be your top scorer. And I, I don't think that wins regular season games. I don't know. It depends, I, it depends I which see. Lou Williams you get. If you get the all-star six-man guy, oh, yeah. I mean, he's dropping 30 wrong. points. He's still elite, but, I mean, he, he needs to drop points. And, I mean, you can have him, Montrez. and I, get, I mean, they have the Zubach. Zubach, he's good too. But, I mean, him and Montrez can't play on the floor at the same time. But I don't see All right. I don't see them who taking you, the Lakers. I, who you got in seven games? Clippers, Lakers. I honestly have because honestly, those are the that is that is like I want to be the best game. In the I want to see that in the Western Conference Finals, but I think that um I would take the Lakers just because I mean they don't have any Montrez can guard AD, but if AD gets going, nobody on the Lakers can stop him because you who's, have who's going to guard Paul George? Uh, probably LeBron. Who's going to guard Kawhi? Uh, you could put, you could throw AD at him. You can throw Kuzma at him. You can, uh, Kawhi, he's not. I mean, he's gonna take over, but there's not a whole lot you can do about that. Like, like you can put like Paul George, and like you've seen it when they played each other. Paul George would, Paul George is an elite perimeter defender and elite defender and all. But I mean, Kawhi can just walk all over whoever he wants. It, I mean, just put a body on him and try to do your best to slow him down. But I mean, when you have Lebr- when you have LeBron and AD and LeBron's experience in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I I just don't see that the way that they're playing this year and the way I've seen their chemistry already. I don't think anybody can beat them in, the, in a seven game series. I think as the season goes along, the Clippers will will uh, kind of glue together a little bit. They'll they'll bond, and because what you're seeing now is they're losing the teams that they shouldn't be losing to. The Clippers should be the best defensive team in the league. Oh yeah, and when the playoffs rolls out, they'll they'll put more emphasis on their defense. But. And that's and I think when that time comes around, I mean, once playoffs come around, and you know they have to play the Lakers, I don't think Kawhi sits. Yeah, he he obviously doesn't sit and, in the playoffs. And, you but. know, and he's going to play his maximum amount of minutes. 
Yeah, and, they're and, all playing. All those stars are playing. And I, and I think, you know, as long as the Clippers can come together as a team and work as a team, play better defense, I think they beat the Lakers in seven. And something something else the Lakers don't really run is they, they run it a little bit, but, I mean, they could run it every play and score. They could run AD LeBron pick and roll, and they can get whatever look they want because both those players in the pick and roll need to be double. And if, yeah. you du- if you double anybody on a court, LeBron is the best passing vision maybe of all time, and he's going to find the open man. And you have Danny Green, a clutch shooter. I mean, they just—I mean—they don't have a whole lot of depth. But in a playoff, I, I think in, a, that, in a playoff that, series, you're rolling—you're only rolling eight people max. And but you, I think the you Lakers saw what happened seven. with Golden State last year, not having depth, which is a very rare occurrence. That yeah, everybody's but I, here, I don't right? see. I mean, for bit like. All this discussion, I'm not talking about injuries. The injury can happen, and it changes the whole. Like if AD goes down, that changes everything. They're not even, they're not contenders anymore. But uh, out of the West, let's talk about the Mavs. The Mavs, yeah, that's that's our favorite team, the Mavs. And uh, right now, they haven't been so hot. They've lost four or five, but they're still six. They're still eight games above 500, and they're kind of the surprise team this year. Kind of like the Cinderella. Story. I think you know. I mean, with us liking the Mavs, it's like you know we would love to see them. You know, represent the West and yeah. the, uh, the NBA championship, but they're not quite they're not quite there yet. They're a young team. I think you know they they got to give one more max contract this off season. You yeah, know? or just or make a trade, and then that would work too. Um, hopefully, they can get Tim Hardaway back for cheap this off season. Yeah, because he's been big. He's because been big. I do think next year is their year, and he's been the third scoring option on the Mavs. This you year. got you guys got to give Luca credit. The kid is amazing. Twenty year old MVP. Kid. I mean, like you know, he's as old as us. We're sitting here talking about a podcast, and this dude's out here crossing up LeBron. Yeah, he's the dude's good. Let, let's just give him that. He's a uh, he's an elite company, arguably the best twenty year old of all time. He's already on MVP contentions, and he's a I like to see like a skill based player, not an athletic based player, so he can he can be in the league a long time. Like LeBron had athleticism, but he's been in the league for a long time because of his skills, his passing vision, his – now he has shooting. And he, his creativity. Yeah, his creativity. And, like, you get athletic-based players. You look at Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin's had to add, like, skills to his and game. He, he just got a three-point shot yeah. not long ago. He, yeah, he just added a three-point shot. But he, he had to because he was losing his athleticism. Like, you see some athletic-based players who don't make it very long. You know, like Derrick Rose. Yeah. Well, that was one of his biggest things is, and he's and he's slowly fixing that. Uh, he's a good example. You know, he he came into the league, he was super athletic. I mean, there's nothing like he was crazy, and he comes out on his knee wrong a bunch of times and it's game over. So now you see Derrick Rose trying to shoot some threes. You see Derrick Rose, you know, trying to finesse better in the paint. It's 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 a good thing to see. I think it's good for the league. I, I like athletic based players, but they just don't last very long. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This, this is the wear and tear. Yeah, they can't do it, and when they get older, they lose it pretty quick. But um, yeah, in the in the West right now, we have the top. Eight, if the playoffs started today, the Spurs would be out of the playoffs for the first time. That's in super. Plus years. But they're only one game out. Easy. It's uh, the Lakers at one, Denver two, uh, Clippers three, Utah four, Houston five, Dallas six, OKC seven, and Memphis at eight. So Mem- Memphis play. is really surprising. Yeah, they're not – I mean, they're not going to be contenders this year. They're still I, at 500 like, and 17 I, and 22. I do not think that they will be in the top eight once the season oh, ends. no, no. Um, I see a – Portland. It's got to be Portland or San Antonio. And here's why I like San Antonio. 
It's like Greg Pop, like you said, it's been a hot, hot minute since they have missed the playoffs. I don't think they're missing. I I think that San Antonio and Portland are both getting in, and OKC's getting bumped out too. But they're hot right now. Don't get me wrong. They're like since twenty twenty started. Statistically and record-wise, they've been the best team in the league, which is surprising. But I think they still blow it up. I think they trade Gallinari and they trade Chris Paul if they can. I don't think that I don't think they will because it's contract. But anybody who wants who is, has any value, they trade him. Steven Adams, yeah, got to got to look for. Yeah, Boston's calling. They need a big man, but for yeah, sure, you, you for trade. Sure. They're going to trade and. I think that gets them knocked out of the playoffs, but and that's okay because they get a good draft pick. Yeah, but I think really the top six teams. I mean, from excluding the Lakers, but uh, from two to six. I mean, all those. That's all interchangeable. Yeah, and all the records are so close. It's bound to change. Like if let's say like Paul George's hamstring thing is a little more serious than you think. Let's say he misses five games, and then Kawhi, and Kawhi sits, sitting, one, yeah, sits back sitting. to back, and they lose a couple games there. It could be down to six in five games. Just losing a couple of them. And then you have like your Denver Nuggets. Like Jokic was terrible at the beginning of the year and now he's playing at his his uh, all NBA talent again. But I mean if he hits another slump, he they could be down in the sixth seed just as easy. And I, mean, yeah, I like Houston. I mean James Harden scored seventeen points a couple nights ago. Yeah, so like if him and Russ aren't consistent then Yeah, and then it's they're not going it's not going very well. And then you gotta look at look at Utah. Yeah, and Utah right now they're playing without Mike Conley, and I know Mike Conley hadn't been that good, but I mean, still a defensive presence. I still think yeah. that once they get a little more like this is Donovan Mitchell's first time playing with a point guard like Mike Conley. He's been playing with Ricky Rubio, and Mike Conley is such a different different Style, talent. Like, you yeah. know, and he's he, more a defensive minded. Uh, yeah, guy. but he can also score. And right, he, he, and, and Rubio wasn't Rubio. looking to score. Anymore. No, he's just looking to pass. He, yeah, he wants and, fifteen assists. Yeah, and not then fifteen points. For a while there, Donovan Mitchell was having to ball handle a lot more. And this year, when Conley was on the floor, they weren't winning very many games at first, but they were starting to look better before he got hurt. They were building more chemistry. But I think Donovan Mitchell playing a little bit more off ball and being more dynamic like that that helps them. But I think Utah will drop down to the sixth spot when it's all said. Me down. too. Just because, I mean. Mike Conley isn't healthy, and I mean they still have a tough defense, but it hasn't been a, the defense like it was last year. Right, and they still have. I mean, I don't see them making a trade. I no. think they roll with this roster. Who do you trade at that point? Yeah, they don't have. Really. There's not. There's nothing worth trading. Like you're not going to trade a bench guy for a bench guy. Yeah, and they they did just make a trade. They traded for Jordan Clarkson, which has been really good for him. He's been coming off the bench, and they've won. Like they're like four and one since they've gotten Clarkson, and he's been he's been a good player off the bench. And when they get uh, Mike Conley back, he's a good he's a good he'll be a good six man point guard to run the oh, second unit. For sure, Jordan Clarkson was a great pickup. Yeah, I like the way they got him. Speaking of trades, let's go ahead and get into those trade rumors. Yeah, uh, Trevor, go ahead and start for me. Um. I'm just gonna talk about. I'm not. We're obviously not gonna talk about everybody in trade rumors because we we don't have three hours to sit here and talk about it. But I I think that like a, a Danilo Gallinari plus like Kevin Love, like one of the power forwards, one of them I think gets shipped to Portland, and uh, I think they have to give up. I, I, they don't want to because Song Mai Tai has been decent for him in the second half so far. But um, I think that they have to give him up to make contracts work. But Gallinari or Kevin Love, I think. Uh, they make a move for one of them because I think they'll get Jokic or Nurkic back. Sorry, 
they'll get Nurkic back, and they want a power forward that can shoot next to him. And both those two guys, I think, makes Portland more of a contender, and maybe they can be talked about in those top six teams we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And that's where they want to be. They want to be considered contenders, and until they trade for one of these two, I don't see them being real contenders. But if they do, I could see – I mean, you could argue that they are. I mean, if they can get chemistry down and it actually works. But, I mean, they just need more help. Melo's been good for him, and I think that was a great pickup. So far, he's been, I mean, he's pretty, been good. pretty good. He's playing, and he's actually tried on defense this year. Um, I think that um, if they get that and they, they can be, they can upset somebody in the playoffs because they're not going to be a top seed. They're going to play some like a top four seed. And so I think they can upset somebody. And then you have um, – uh, Jay Crowder and Andre Iguodala for the Grizzlies. Um, I don't think Jay Crowder will get traded, um, but Andre Iguodala, I mean, he's not obviously not playing with the team right now, and he wants to be traded. And, and Well, he wants to be waived so he can go sign and deal with anybody, but the Grizzlies know. They're, they've been smart, and they've been actually holding on to him. They don't want to just waive him. They know they can get something for him, and they will. Even if it's just a second-round pick or something. I like Iguodala to the Mavs. Just, yeah. Just to be a like a backup role-player guy. Well, I like that too, but I think, I mean, in in a dream scenario, I wish they would get him, but I just don't see the Mavs getting him because he's on a one-year deal and he wants to play for a contender. And right now, you look at the young Mavs, and I don't think Andre would want to go there. He, he wants to go to an L.A. team, and I think he ends up going to the Lakers, and the Lakers end up trading like a pick. I think that's what it has to happen. Uh, that'd be a good move for the Lakers. Yeah, it's a good move for anybody to get. Not personally, not a big fan of Jay Crowder. Yeah, um, he's good one year, and what I mean by good, he's decent. And then yeah. the next year, he just doesn't play very well. And he's a, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a good defensive presence, but I don't like him at center either. He's that's the position he likes to play. I mean, he's been good for the Grizzlies this year. Don't get me wrong. He's had a couple clutch shots for them, and he's mentoring some of their young players like Jaron Jackson and. Brandon Clark, he's been good at it for uh, Jaw, but um, I mean, I think he stays there. I think um, the Grizzlies like having him, even even though he's uh, doesn't fit their timeline. But I think that they hold on to him, and there's not a whole there's not a high demand for him either. It's not like teams are chomping at the bit to get Jay Crowder. Now I think that if uh, they need contracts to work, when in an Iguodala trade. They would have to. They would include Jay Crowder, but Andre Iguodala is already making fourteen million. So I don't. I don't see any problems making contracts work with anything like that. For sure. But um, let's move on to. Log on to Marcus Morris. Mark, you want to do Marcus Morris? Um. So there was a report that the Knicks wanted to trade Marcus Morris. He, he just popped off for thirty-eight points. Yeah. Um. But CBS Sports posted two days ago that Marcus Morris wants to stay in New York, and that the Knicks don't plan to trade him. Yeah, I've seen those reports, but if a team offered, they would have to actually make a pretty decent offer to get him. They could, but Marcus Morris wants to stay in New York for one reason because he has a chance to get paid this offseason. Offseason class isn't that good, and if he averages twenty eight again, twenty eight this year, twenty eight points this year, goes and play and stays in New York is the only way he can do it. They're just letting him shoot the ball whenever he wants. He's their <laughs> number one scoring option. But you keep him on the – he stays on the Knicks, averages 28. team could throw him a big contract this offseason. That's what he's he's betting on. And, yeah, so I don't – I mean, I don't see them trading him unless somebody actually made a – like with first-round picks, assets, or a young player. 
Thank you guys for listening to the Screen Time Sports Podcast. Make sure to follow us on all of our social medias, including Facebook at Screen Time Sports and Twitter at STS Podcast underscore. Catch us on Spotify and other streaming services for your weekly NFL and NBA updates.